street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Hi, I'm Dolly, also known as Juggling Lessons. I've been a programmer and a teacher before I retired, and my current hobby is to create teaching materials for street epistemology. Lately, I've been interviewing people involved with street epistemology and live streaming them on my YouTube channel, which you can find at youtube.com user slash juggling lessons. Hi, welcome to this discussion about street epistemology. Today, my guest is Ram, my co-teacher from the Street Epistemology Discord, my good partner in teaching. Thank you for coming for this. We are going to review videos uh, about SE, and mostly we're going to review ones that come from our audience. But we started with a very popular one, and that is, actually, before I do that, Ram, uh, would you like to tell us about yourself? We've already seen you once, but maybe for new so, listeners, who are you? I'm just a guy who loves street epistemology, loves talking about it, teaching it, and doing it. So Thank that's you. all you, you, you need to know about me. That's all you need to know about him. Good. And we are going to watch Tia. This is from Read Nice Wander from the channel Cordial Curiosity. Play. It's asking me tough questions. I didn't even learn this in Bible class. Or I slept through it. What's your first name? Tia. Tia. How do you spell that? T-I-A. T-I-A. Simple. Uh, all right, Tia. So, yeah, just have this hobby where I chat with people about anything. Uh, is there a particular belief you want to chat about? Is there what? A particular belief that you want to chat about. Um, something you really think is true. Christianity. Something? Sure. Uh, we could talk about that if you want. I don't care. All right. First, got to get a sense of your confidence that the Christian God is real and true, say in a scale from zero to 100? Um, 95. 95. Mm -hmm. All right. And what gets you to such... I guess we should start discussing it right away because there is so much going on in this dialogue. Uh, first of all, Reed has just asked uh, the level of confidence in the belief that Christian God is real. Although Tia did not say anything about God, she, she only said Christianity. But of course, we know what Christianity is. So that's um, that may seem uh, an easy step to go, but it's actually very important because uh, he could have uh, asked her what she finds, um, what she finds for herself in Christianity, what she thinks about it, and why is it good. And she, he could have asked uh, all kinds of questions. But I like his approach here because he got straight to the point he didn't waste time and he picked the belief which is pretty obvious here and which is pretty nice to to discuss in, in this case yes yeah. yeah like you said so let's play high confidence what's what's um, the main reason why so i go to a Christian school and I've learned, I've taken a bunch of classes on um, theories and all these different things and it just makes sense to me. It kind of like hits home and I just have this feeling that it's really true. Gotcha. So you 
you go to a Christian school, you've taken some classes about theories, and mm -hmm. uh, it just makes sense to you? Yeah, that, it just makes sense. And, like, mm -hmm. all the other, like, religions I've learned about, it's just, no, it doesn't make sense to me personally. Okay. Um, how does something making sense to you relate to the actual truth of it? So, like, could someone actually be mistaken about a belief that makes sense to them? Yeah, I think they could. Okay. And how did you determine that this... Yeah, th this is, again, read here, cuts straight to the epistemology, straight to the core of it. And this is uh, something that's not, not often seen in epistemological dialogues. And to, to my... Uh, dissatisfaction i'd say I, I love this approach so much because uh he, he started asking about the truth of it right away just just mm -hmm. almost the second question how do we know whether it's true or not uh does does uh yeah, believing in it make it true or uh, reading bible or what this is mm -hmm. so so well done in uh, epistemological mm -hmm. sense uh, to me so that's that's what uh, that this is the kind of approach I would like to convey to uh, the people I teach street epistemology. Cut yeah. straight to the point. Exactly. If you want to discuss the truth, yeah, that, that's Reed all says, I want to say. Calibrated question, uh, yes. quoting from chapter three, and uh, uh, wanted to make it specific. Yes, you did definitely make it specific. Look at that. And I'll just add Play that. Uh, it's, I'd say it's a it's a how type of question. So we have three type of mm -hmm. types of questions: the what type of questions about the specifics yep. of the belief, the why type of questions about the reasons for the belief, and the how type of questions, which is probably the most important one, where we discuss the the ways that people come to the conclusions they come to, and whether they are reliable or not, and how can we test it, and stuff like this. How can we know whether it's reliable? And so this was a how type of question right there. Yeah, very good how type of question. I like that. Okay, let's play. Sure. This was actually true. Um, just all like the proof and the theories. Okay, what's like the best example? Um, there's a lot actually. So like the, ba the Babel Tower, they found it. They found where it was. They found the Babel Tower? Yeah. All right. I'm not saying this is the case, mm -hmm. but if we, if someone came up to the table and explained to us that this actually didn't uh, didn't happen exactly the way we you think it did, would that change your confidence in the belief at all? No. Okay. So maybe is there any other reason why? I'm I'm sorry. I just can't stop. Go ahead. I, I love yeah, criticizing yeah. dialogues, but here I have only praise. I guess, and this this yeah. is again such an important question that if if uh, if you're inex inexperienced in street epistemology, you just might have missed it, because yes. uh, Tia just said because they found the Babel Tower, and yep. another person could have gone like. What, what Babel Tower are you talking about? How confident are you right. that Babel Tower exists? Where did they find it? Uh, yeah. We didn't just didn't fall for it, and and yep, didn't go so well done. Time. He just asked a, a hypothetical question uh, about whether or not this is a true and real reason for her belief, and yes. it's the, the the perfect way of doing it is exactly that by uh, method of uh, making an 
uh, exception, or am I saying it correctly? Whatever. So you, you're basically asking if you did not have that particular reason, would it change your confidence? Would it make it any difference? And <laughs> if she says no, then it's not the real reason. Move on. Just do not stay yep. on this Bevel Tower topic. And that's exactly what he did here. He could have spent hours on uh, talking about Bevel Tower, and it would not shift and would not change anything for, for yeah, her. Yeah, wouldn't matter at all. Uh, yeah. Read types skips that rabbit hole. Shooting my messenger. Indeed, yes. Okay, yes. let's play. I, you're such high confident that it's true. Um, just because I just see so much like goodness in it and positivity, and I'm like I'm really about like positivity, and God's just out to love people. So I think it's important to look up to him and do what he did and just love people. Gotcha. So you're saying it's just there's so much goodness to it and mm -hmm. it's really positive. Mm -hmm. How does how does the goodness or positivity of a belief relate to the truth of the belief though? I think it says it all in the Bible like um uh, it's a tough question. That's fine. Yes, yes, tough question. Uh so right to the point how does this relate to that how did you get from the one thing to the other she goes to bible and goes oh wait i love that i saw i saw the aporia for her right then and there just like mm, i have to be careful about it exactly yes <laughs> go ahead let's play so you're saying it comes from the Bible, mm -hmm. the, the positivity and the message? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like, and just because the Bible says something, does that make it actually true? In my belief, it does. Um, not everybody believes that just because it says it doesn't make it true. A lot of people are like, oh, well, since I didn't see it, it's not true. But mm -hmm. I think just there's a lot of um, evidence to it, so. Okay. So it's not really the proof in the Bible. It's like, but below that, it's like, it's just your belief in the Bible mm -hmm. that gives you It just you makes sense to me. just makes sense. Um, like, people used to live for like 800 years back then, and a lot of people questioned that. But the reasoning was because God told them to go and multiply. Oh, that that is such red meat. It's just like, make a claim that's, oh, people lived to 800 years. Yeah. And, and yes. That is just inviting, oh, oh, please argue with me about something. Oh, by the way, I do I do have in the text some criticism against Reed in the text. Let me read it. Um, should have said what I'm hearing you say instead of so you're saying, ideally. Uh, so Reed, uh, Reed says you should say it different. Okay, let's go ahead and play. But he wanted them to keep multiplying and multiplying. So the more the population increases, the, the less we live, we decrease in age. You're saying people used to live to 800 years old, and you know this because of the Bible? Mm -hmm. It says right. in the Bible mm -hmm. that um, they would live until like 800 or 700. Okay. Is, is everything that the Bible says true? In my opinion, it is. Okay. Is just having an opinion about a belief a reliable way to conclude that it's true? No, but I think in the end it matters what you believe. What like, do you mean? like it doesn't matter. I think in the end it matters what I believe, not anybody else. It's my life. So if I truly believe this, 
then I will go to heaven. If you truly believe, then you'll that go to Jesus, heaven? Yeah, that Jesus is God's son. Because to get into heaven, all you need is a little bit of faith. You can have faith as small as a mustard seed. What do you mean by faith? Like, belief that God is Ooh, yeah. God. That he yeah. There was the F-bomb. Uh, on the flow chart, the F-bomb. Somebody saying, oh, I think I got disconnected. Okay, am I back? I hear you. Okay, good. And my video's... Okay, good. My video's working. <laughs> the F-bomb. She said faith. Yes, yes. On the flow charts for SE, there's like this whole sub-genre just for the faith claims. Yes. That you don't yes. even get to unless somebody makes a claim that they can have knowledge by ways that are adverse to critical thinking. So now you get to watch Reed go through the faith thing. So please yeah. play. Maybe I, you have to back up five I just, seconds. I, I just want to add a small thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to add um, that, again, Reed is asking the how questions, the, the most important questions here. Uh, so when Tia says that, it, it says, mm -hmm. so in the Bible, this is a clear uh, possible, at least, reason, her method of uh, getting to conclusions, her method of thinking. And we should just... Uh, we should just ask about the reliability of this method. So Reed has asked, is anything what's written in the Bible true? Does it always work like this? So those are, again, the most important questions here because it allows uh, an interlocutor to reflect on it, to think, is really anything that's written in the Bible true? If not, then how do I know it? And if yes, then... Uh, what what other consequences can we draw from this? So this this is the most important thing that goes on here, and it's not often that you see in the epistemological dialogues that uh, you can jump to the how questions right from the beginning of the dialogue. Uh, but uh, yeah, here it happened, and it was great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so FK, could you play uh, about ten seconds back so we hear from where, where she says faith. faith go to heaven perfect if you truly believe then you'll that go to jesus, heaven yeah that jesus is god's son because to get into heaven all you need is a little bit of faith you can have faith as small as a mustard seed what do you mean by faith like belief that god is god that he is the almighty savior it's are you saying faith is just belief mm -hmm. okay does just believing in something make that something true? No. Okay. Just because you believe in Santa doesn't mean he's true. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. doesn't make it true. But okay. So yeah, like just believing in a god doesn't make it true, right? Um, not unless you truly know. Unless you truly know. How could we know? I think it's just faith. Going back to faith. It's just it's, faith. It's not, yeah. <laughs> and and the circularity becomes obvious yes. to all the listeners all of a sudden, like. <laughs> yes, but then again, Reed does not say that you're using circular logic here, T. I'm sorry, but right. he just, faith is just belief, yeah. and belief is just faith, and then it's written in the Bible. But I believe in Bible because of faith. He doesn't say that. Yeah. He, he patiently right. it reiterates it, and it, it takes like a couple of times, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Yep. Don't call them on it. Just let it go. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. I. That's what I believe. Having faith. Just, just believing in something. Give you knowledge mm-hmm. about it? I think so. If someone just believed in Santa, does that give them knowledge about no, Santa? No, but you gotta do, like, there, there's no evidence for Santa. Is there evidence for a god? Mm-hmm. What's the best one? There's a lot. Like I said, there, there's a lot. I have to think, but you're putting me on the spot. It's hard. I do, I have them written down, actually, in here. Okay. I love that she's, oh, now I have an unread, unread library effect. And uh, yeah. Reed is really good at spotting those. So I, I, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if this goes well. I already know this goes well. I've seen the video. Yeah, and it's nice that she doesn't bring up the Bebel Tower anymore. Because when, yeah. when she's asked about the evidence right now, she, she doesn't say about, about the Bebel Tower at all. Right, right. That's interesting. Okay, thank you. Proceed. If all that evidence, I'm not saying it's not true, that evidence, Mm -hmm. but if all that evidence was found to be not reliable, would that change your confidence that the god is real? No. So it's not really really about evidence either? No, it's just about faith. I think. And faith is just belief? I think faith is different than belief. How so? I think faith, um, it's more of like an internal feeling, and belief is just like. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain it, but I, there's just, I have this feeling in me that I know God is real and like, I can't explain it. Everyone has to go through it on their own. You can't force someone to become Christian. You can't force someone to become another religion. It's just a choice they make. And I'm not trying to force anybody or anyone. Anyone can make their own decision. Yeah, people have the right to believe they in whatever. They have the right, yeah. And, but, but can people choose to believe in something and make it true? I, I don't think they can make it true. I think it, is true and or it's not true i don't think you can make it true gotcha and it's also an internal feeling for you as well what's that it's also an internal feeling yeah okay like can we be can our feelings a reliable way to have confidence in the god like this i would say so okay if you've ever worshipped i mean when i worship you just get this this joy that no one else can experience unless you get it like it's just a joy mm-hmm. and joy is different than happiness yeah. joy doesn't it's something that doesn't just go away happiness like can come and go but joy is an internal thing if someone from another religion came up so uh the the toughest critic of course of reed in this whole conversation is reed himself he keeps calling himself on things you might have met you might have known him say but the word but back there a little ways and True. yeah that, that we want to avoid that and the thing is the rapport here is already so good that a little bit of negative rapport isn't going to throw it off the the idea is to have on net both people are still very happy to talk to each other it's not we're trying for the highest rapport score we're trying for good positive rapport keeping there so a little eh, don't be so tough on yourself it'll it'll still work yeah. Thank you. Let's proceed. Up to the table and said mm-hmm. that believing in their God gave them joy and that they mm-hmm. have really good internal feelings about that God. 
is that a justifiable re- way to come to that belief just by going off feelings for that? No. I would say that's awesome. I'm I would say that's that's okay. cool, but check out what I have to say. Yeah. Check out If it's not reliable for them, mm-hmm. why is it reliable for yourself? You're asking tough questions. <laughs> you really are. You're doing good. Um <clears throat> just a quick note that this a question he has asked about the outsider who has uh, about another person who has a different religion or different belief but he uses the same method to conclude that it's true meaning faith in this case is a a really cool instrument tool in itself and it's called an outsider test the idea is we present the same methods the interlocutor is using uh, and imagine another person who is using those same methods but comes to a different conclusions and then we have to reflect if the same method can bring us to different and contradictory conclusions what does it tell us about the reliability of such a method and that's uh, what exactly what reed was asking there yeah yeah definitely yeah a good positive feedback also says ragnar uh and Reed mentions that they were both at VidCon, so there was already a shared moral community of video creators. So that mm. already started them at a much higher than normal rapport level, if I understand his comment correctly. Let's keep going. Yeah. It's not. I'm not saying it's reliable. It's not. But it's just what I believe personally, and I always will believe it. I just have a very strong faith towards it. It's just believing or having faith in anything a reliable way to have confidence that something's true? I think faith. Why? Because it's... <laughs> you are... You're good at this. Aurea. I'm Ooh, very interested in why, I know. People, why people believe. I need to get my, my book out. I have a book in here. Helps me out. I can't memorize all of it. Well, we can maybe take a pause here and think about it. Maybe come back in a, in a minute or something. <laughs> He's asking me tough questions. And I, I just want to give praise to Tia this time. And I, I don't mean it in any sarcastic way or whatever, because right. it really, it actually takes two people to have a good street epistemological discussion. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for a good interlocutor who is really so honest and so open and uh, just just really thinking about it, reflecting, and she is struggling there, but she's not hiding it. She's not hiding it. Uh, in front of herself and in front of other people, this is uh, actually so rarely so rarely seen, I think. Because really, you need a good epistemologist and a good interlocutor to have a nice uh, discussion. Indeed. Indeed. This is a special one. Let's proceed. I know. Wait, what was the question that you were asking me? Why should someone use faith to believe in anything? Okay. I need to get my book out. Can I get my book out? Sure. Yeah, indeed. The interlocutor has no rules. The interrogator, no, no, do not get the book out. No, no, no. <laughs> but the other person, that's fine. That's fine. It can be one-sided like that. Let's go. I'm doing a Bible study right now. Okay. Let's see. Okay. So 
asking me tough questions. I didn't even learn this in Bible class. Or I slept through it. I know, Mr. Minear's gonna be like. I know, it's crazy. I know. Okay, can you can you tell me the question one more time? Is faith a reliable way to believe in anything? Is faith a reliable way to believe in anything? Is, is, I think is it that is. Something she could look up in her Bible. <laughs> I don't think the concordance has that question in it. Who knows? Yeah, but it, it's it is an, uh, the most important question, and it's so cool yeah. that they came to this the most important question just by the end of this conversation. And so, yeah. guys, just to, to everybody who is who is watching and listening, to this this is a pinnacle. This is what yeah. you want to get at when you're doing street epistemology. So, and also. Uh, keep in mind that when Reed is asking those questions here, he does not interrupt. He he does not uh, mm -hmm. uh, make her think faster than she she wants to think. He he just keeps that those pauses to let interlocutor think by herself about what what she wants, and he's not pushing or pressing anything here. And that's how it should mm -hmm. be done. Yeah, beautiful example. Let's proceed. Yeah. But I don't have a reason why. It's just what I believe. Just what you believe. It's just what I believe, and it's always going to be what I believe. I don't care if I don't have good reasoning. Okay. Well, <laughs> we can leave it there. Thanks, Tia, so much. Okay. Yeah. Have a great day. Yep. Oh, great dismount. Thanks. Great. I great wish I had dismount. more reasoning. As yes. soon but as I don't. she recognizes no the. As soon as she recognizes it for herself. Your job is done for this session. You might hope for another session, and if not, that's where it is. Once you've inserted the thing that they're going to doubt, don't ever pile on or cover it up with anything, because they'll most likely remember the last thing they said. Yeah, exactly. It's so, so important to know where, when to end the conversation as well. And he, he could have just gone on asking things like, well, don't you think that if it was so difficult for you, then maybe you don't know as much as you think you know, or something like this. But no, 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 yeah. no never do that. Just so leave much. the person with their own thoughts. Just do not do that. And end the conversation when when such an aporia happens. This, this is one of the best ways to end the conversation. Indeed. Would you like to move to another video? Yeah, have uh, we have a couple in the queue. Uh, oh, uh, let, let's yeah, let's roll it out. See see what's the what the last part is. We got to the end of Yolinkus, and I was like, oh okay. But yeah, maybe there's some uh, uh, if you still have that one queued up. Thank you. Thank you, Mom. That was tough. You it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was the end. Thank you. Uh, well edited. Mm -hmm. All right, we had a couple of them in our queue. Uh, we have one, Faith is Everything to Me. We have another, and that's with Anthony. We have one, Dominique, with Reed. And we had another, Kenneth and Colton, that was asked for, uh, which is actually Anthony showing somebody how to do SE in live. Which of those three is most interesting to you right now? To me? Yeah. Well, uh, can you? I, I would honestly prefer to watch something I haven't watched before. 
So okay. I have watched I have watched Kenneth and Colton for sure. What are the other options? Okay. Well, there was a uh, Z Cools brought up. Uh, Faith is everything to me. This is an Anthony Magnavasco. If that doesn't sound yeah. familiar, then that should be our first choice. If you're looking for new stuff, it doesn't. It doesn't. Very good. Uh, FK, would you cue that one up at your convenience? Uh, we're probably almost certainly going to find an F bomb in this one. We'll get to see how Anthony handles the F bomb. Oh, you brought up faith. Let's talk about faith. Mm -hmm. And then after that, maybe we we should watch some dialogue uh, concerning some topic other than faith and religion, if if it's yeah. possible. Okay. So uh, if anybody has any further suggestions to drop into the text, uh, we are ready. Go ahead and play. Um, interviewing people about uh, their God belief. About my God belief. Yeah, I just, I just timed it for like five minutes. Are you a student a here? Question before the interview. Are you a Christian? Of course. Uh, no, are are your answers? Here. I'm staff here. Oh, you're staff. Okay. Would my answer to that question have any bearing on your answers Probably to mine? Could we just keep it to five, and then at, at the end, I'll answer any question yeah, you have. All right, cool. My name is Anthony. Paul. Paul. Yeah. Oh, I I love that that thing. Somebody asks you a question, you don't want to go. That's that's my first go-to. Uh, I'd like to tell you at I say at step seven on my flowchart, but five minutes is fine. Uh, where I'm going to become completely open, and for now, I want to hold neutrality. And when they accept that, that's a big thumbs up. And I only ask once. If they push the second time, that's enough resistance. I'll just tell them whatever they want. And that might keep me from being able to grab the neutrality for a good Olympus, but I'd rather be cooperative than go for my goals. All right. Uh, also, a small, a small note, uh, which yeah. is uh, built about building rapport. Anthony is mm -hmm. building uh, some, some good um, emotional interaction between him, himself and the interlocutor here. And it, it is very important, but uh, I suggest just keeping in mind that uh, you don't, you usually don't have to do it at all if you're talking to your uh, relatives or, or friends or people you already know and people you already have rapport with. So very few of us hit it to the streets and uh, interact with random strangers. So that's when you really need to do it. But otherwise, it's, it's fine just starting as it is. Yes, indeed. Okay, so let's see how he. Hey, pleasure to meet you too. So, uh, you believe in a God? It sounds like. Absolutely, I do. Okay. Strength-wise, if zero percent was I don't believe, and a hundred percent was. Hundred percent. Absolutely believe. Absolutely, there's God. No doubt about it. No, no. Oh, wow. Look at nature itself. Just looking at a tree looking makes you conclude. Looking at anything convinces me that there was a God that made it. Just didn't happen by some hmm. explosion or circumstance or thing. Big Bang Theory, I just don't buy it. Just It doesn't fit. Okay. There's too much archaeological hmm. evidence to prove that there's, uh, there was a God. There okay. Is a God. Okay. So it sounds like evidence is a big part of your belief. Uh, well, I use that I use that to confirm what I believe by mm -hmm. faith. There are certain things that can't be explained oh. away by science, or certain things can't be explained away by uh, guessing or whatnot. There's just yeah. too many things in this world that uh, convinced me that there was a supreme being that made it and hmm. has sustained it. Faith is a part of it, it sounds like. Absolutely. So if we were to pie chart this out, like what percent would be evidence and what percent would be faith for you? Well, I think everything has to be about faith. I mean, if you hmm. can't really put a percentage on these things. Is it all faith for you? Uh, to I mean, me, you, you, you majority, mentioned evidence. To me, the majority is faith. Okay. Um, Maybe we should... Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I've heard 
all uh, the interlocutor is saying. So he has mentioned faith, right? And he has mentioned mm -hmm. uh, something else. I, I've heard he, he said he, do he doesn't believe in the Big Bang, but uh, the other thing he said, I just couldn't um, Could you back it up? Couldn't understand. Play, like 20 seconds over so we can hear that clearly. I, I hope maybe you heard it. There are certain things that can't be explained oh. away by science, or certain things can't be explained away by uh, guessing or whatnot. There's just yeah. too many things in this world that uh, convince me that there was a supreme being that made it and hmm. has sustained it. Faith is a part of it, it sounds like. So if we were to pie chart this so, out... So what like, did he say? Did he say anything about science? Can, did you hear it? Uh, you yeah, it? I think it was sort of like a nodding thing to science and just to bring it up in order to say but. I don't think he said a separate idea. I think he said something about, I have a lot of respect in science and I have a lot of this, but okay, okay. I have this but, other thing. So every, you right. can pretty much ignore everything that came before the but. Okay. At least that's my theory. Sure. Okay, go ahead. What percent would be evidence and what percent would be faith for you? Well, I think everything has to be about faith. I mean, if you hmm. can't really put a percentage on these things. Is it all faith for you? Uh, to I mean, me, you, you, you mentioned evidence. To me, the majority is faith. Okay. Um, Maybe but I do like it, it when I see archaeological evidence that does come and confirm what I believed all along. Ah, okay. That way. I, I got that. Okay. Let's focus on faith in it since that seems to be a big part of your okay. belief, Paul. And I don't want to ever make an assumption. So what is your definition of faith? Do you have a definition of it? Well, faith is, is believing in something that you can't see, you can't necessarily feel, um, that has made or created this universe. Okay. Hmm. Um, there's this. You just have to accept certain things by faith. You can't. You can't prove it scientifically. You can't necessarily prove it archaeologically. Yeah. In certain cases. Um, Do you feel like you have to use faith? You yeah. So just maybe we spice it up and we can uh, come up with our own questions, which we could have asked uh, at that point, uh, and let the audience also ponder on this for a second. So yeah, basically it's pretty much probably the most standard epistemological conversation because it's about God, I believe, and it's about faith. Mm -hmm. So again, mentioning I've mentioned the outsider test, which Reed has used in the previous conversation. So of course, this one also calls for an outsider test because if, if different people can use faith, the same method and come to different conclusions, how do we know who's more correct? That that's mm -hmm. one way. Um, yeah, the outsider. One uh, Data says Ma I've watched every single video posted on Anthony's YouTube channel, starting from the bottom of the list, uh, and this was in response to. Uh, I've noticed that Anthony actually fails to do SE on people representing an authority. I don't. I don't know if that means that Anthony doesn't. Uh, interact with them, or that when he interacts with them, he doesn't do SE as well. I'm not sure which which that means. I think uh, failing would be the second, probably, which d doesn't do it as well, but yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, uh, you're happy. Uh, you, I'm happy to hear your opinion on it, even to un unmute and talk. That's fine. Uh, we want to hear from people. Um, Anthony seems to be rushing a bit compared to more recent interviews. Yes, I definitely agree. Anthony's style has gone to packed in more rapport 
uh, and and less quicking. Uh, and and I blame Ty. Ty, if you're watching this, I blame you for changing Anthony into a better SE person. So thank you for that. Okay. Um, yeah, Zekul says early videos where he does not do as well. This is this is a video six years old, 2014, something like that. So mm. we we see a difference between early and later Anthony. Uh, and and I I think yeah. I reflect that in some other SEers. When I'm watching really early SE videos, I I see somebody who's really going through a checklist, and they I sometimes they will miss an opportunity to really explore an idea, moving on to the next thing. Boom. Okay, now I'm going to do hypothetical. And now I'm going to do things. All right, and and they're doing it right, but they would get more mileage if they let it go a little more wherever the interlocutor's taking them. Things like that. So I think that's a no normal growth in an SEer's life. Okay, let's continue. Yeah, sure. You don't necessarily Absolutely. have a choice. Absolutely, you have to use faith. Hmm. You have to have faith in order to believe in it. You need it. You have to have it. It's a requir requirement, would you say? Absolutely. Hmm. Without it, what's the use of believing in anything? Wow. So you need you need faith to conclude that the God exists, it sounds Absolutely. like. Do you use faith in any other aspect of your life besides concluding that the God well, exists? Everything that I do, I trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust so in I him. have to have faith to believe that anything that happens in my life is for my good. What do you I mean by that? that well, I believe that he takes care of me. Hmm. I believe that he guides me and he leads me to what he expects me to do as a Christian. And, and you've concluded that Jesus works in your life because of faith? Mm-hmm. Sure. Do you use faith for, I don't know, here at school? Absolutely. You do? Absolutely. I believe. Can you give me like your best example? My best example? Yeah. <clears throat> As I, as I try to, uh, let's say, for instance, if I apply for a different position here at the university, mm -hmm. uh, I have faith that God knows whether or not that position that I'm applying for is best for me. And yeah, I, I think I would um, not suggest discussing uh, where, where else in his life he uses faith, because faith is a loaded word. And... Even the same person can use faith uh, in just different meanings of this word. Like, I have faith in my family. Mm -hmm. I have faith in God. I have faith that such a country as Australia exists. Or I have faith that I will not fail my exams tomorrow. So all of this might... The only word I used here is faith. The same word, I mean. But, but in a different meaning. Completely yeah. different meanings. So, yeah, maybe that, that was uh, a kind of a waste of time. I would just suggest asking either the outsider test or the question like, can a person use faith to come to an incorrect conclusion? Yeah. Just something like this. Yeah, I agree. So is it, is it always reliable to use faith or... Yeah, uh, uh, as as Ragnar says, uh, uh, he sees Anthony talking over the aisle, not really summing up, not reflecting back, not really allowing for the pause and the aporia here. Yeah. Uh, so this is early Anthony. Don't be like early. Yes. Be like late. Actually, early Anthony yes. is pretty good. Yes. Okay. When, when Anthony was doing this dialogue, we were <laughs> we were not aware of such a thing as street epistemology. Right. So. We, 
this is uh this is the example of an autodidact doing a really good first go yes first year exactly or so. all right let's proceed as best for my life hmm. um and therefore i use faith to believe and trust that if i don't get the job that it's okay he knew that i shouldn't have gotten it would you look at any outcome that happens in your life and just chalk it up to God working in it, and it's just just, just confirmation works. of your faith? If you were to, you know, let's say, I don't know, let's say you walk back and you got an email that you were being let go today, would you would you say that that would you chalk that up to faith as well? Absolutely, I believe that it's the wow. best thing if that's what God wants, and I will I will take the next avenue that He wants me to go. If it's my job today or not, it makes no difference. I will hmm. continue on doing and and uh, following Him where He wants me to be in my life. It sounds like it almost sounds like there. Life. It almost sounds like there's nothing that you don't use faith. No, really, there's not. You have to have faith in everything that you do. And you believe that what you come to know is true is correct because you use faith. Absolutely. Hmm. What might you say to somebody? Let's say it's, that's a Hindu that maybe believes in Vishnu. And they use faith to conclude that vision is real. That I can't, I can't judge it, and I don't judge. And, I, and I wouldn't be asking to judge that. Right. Um, I, they have a faith in, in a supreme being too. Yeah. Uh, who's more, who's at, more correct in that situation? Well, I, in my faith, I believe that what I, what I believe is more correct. I'm sure he believes that what he believes is more correct. And how would we discover who is, who is actually more well, correct? Does it matter? I it, think it so. It sounds like through this, through these questions, you're trying that you yourself are questioning. That there is even a God, and that's what this is all about. Right. Like for me, I would like to believe. I, we just hit our timer. Okay. For me, I would like to believe things that are true. If that Hindu is correct, mm -hmm. I would like to discover that. If you are correct, I would like to discover that as well. Well, I, I, I challenge you to do this. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I will go back to a gentleman, um, if I remember his name right off the top of my head, um, who was a devout atheist. I believe there was absolutely no God. Mm -hmm. And he was challenged to prove, either scientifically or archaeologically or any other way he wanted to, that there was no God. To actually go out and, and, and actively try to prove there was no God. Mm -hmm. because you, you think that could be done? He did it. He proved there was no God? Yeah, there's two books you need to read. Evidence he proved there, he there, proved there was no God? two books that he wrote. Mm -hmm. One of them is called Evidence That Demands a Verdict. Mm -hmm. His name is Josh McDowell. Okay. Okay. You may have. You may have I, ha I have heard of that. Yeah. Evidence that demands. Okay. Just just to, to clarify for everybody who's listening, this is not epistemology anymore. They are just talking yep. it through. And a Anthony is, is, of course, is doing great that he's also answering questions for himself because we do yeah. not want to uh, hide behind the neutrality or anything like that. If we are confronted with the, that same those same questions, we should all also be ready to answer them uh yeah but concerning the question about having proof that there is no god or there is god there is such a thing that th there is um an asymmetry of proving the existence of something and mm -hmm. non-existence of something and mm -hmm. uh, it was it was nicely put by james randy there is a youtube video which uh, is called something like you can't prove a negative or well basically he is um he is uh, giving us a thought experiment where, where he's pushing deers uh, from the roof of the empire state building or something like this to just to prove that uh, deers can't fly 
a very oh fun my. video. I, oh, yes, okay. I highly I highly suggest watching it. But mm -hmm. yeah, there is an asymmetry, and I think it's kind of useful to keep it in mind that you can prove existence of something given enough evidence. But same thing could not be said about proving inexistence of anything because even if you don't, if you look and you don't find anything, it doesn't mean that thing doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, it's uh, useful to keep that in mind and also to just uh, use a, a whole different approach about the the spectrum of our confidence, the levels of our confidence and the mm -hmm. evidence. So we, we can have evidence for something existing or we can have lack of evidence, which should mm -hmm. be evidence for this non-existing. So, yeah. yes, it's better to think about it as pieces of evidence and about levels of confidence. That's what I suggest yeah. doing. As long as the level of confidence isn't some binary thing, which is sort of yes. what, I mean, in practice, we believe a thing is true or we don't. In practice, it's binary in our head, but our but we should understand the limits of our own wrongness. And that's where confidence comes in. And if we can insert confidence into the, into the calculation, people will come up with a different answer than if they are, are just looking to come up with the binary thing to learn. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that's one that's one way one thing that 3D epistemology does well as well. So because we are often asking about the level of confidence, and that's that mm -hmm. way we're inviting people to think about it not in a binary way, but mm -hmm. but uh, in a more yeah, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, uh, there, there's a there's a fun conversation going on in the text about uh, how did we reach the conclusion that early Anthony was pushy? Yes, fun conversation. But let's go back to the video. Yeah. verdict and more evidence. Okay, if, so read those books. I will. I will. And actually, I've read one of them. Have you? Mm -hmm. so, so back to my question to you. Yes. Are you a Christian? I'm not a Christian. Okay. But if it could be illustrated to me that the method that you're using to conclude that your God is real is reliable in some way. Again, you're, you're, you're basing I, your belief and system on science to prove one way or another. I'm absolutely for sure there is or is not a God, and it can't be done. Uh, God cannot be proven through science? You need faith. Probably not. Is that you right? You have to have faith. You hmm. have to have faith in certain so what, what is What do you find so reliable about faith when I mean, that Hindu might use the same thing, Paul, to conclude that vision is real? Uh, he believes in God too. Mm -hmm. Almost Do you every, think I would say that every religion on earth, other than other right. than the belief, other than Satanism, right, 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 believes. I, listen, and even Satan. I understand that these God. people believe in these gods, yes. right? Mm -hmm. They're they're at one hundred percent too. Mm -hmm. I fully support their right to believe that, okay. right? Yeah, absolutely. But I want to know who's more correct. Does it matter? I think the question you should hmm. say is, does it matter? Does it matter? That's Do you think it matters? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, notice the body language here. Just uh, leave it on the, yeah. the video. Wow, is that shielded? As, as, oh, yeah, just boom. Oh, no, now, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, you can tell a lot from that. Okay, let's I do, because as a Christian, mm -hmm. I believe that through Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven, but that's my religious belief. Right. Am I going to judge a Hindu or them or Islam? Because I don't know all the I'm answers. I'm not asking you to judge them. Well, I don't know all the answers, so you're asking yeah. me. Do I think they're correct or not? I, can, right. I don't know. You don't know. I, I can only go down my road 
to my belief in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord and trust that I'm right. Paul. If I'm not, Paul, please it listen. is what it is. Paul, if you cannot know if they're more right than you, can you be at the 100%, 100% mark? I'm positive that my God is my, my God is real, and I'm positive that Jesus Christ is the Savior of this universe because He died on the cross for our sins over 2,000 years ago. And you believe that because of? I believe that because of absolute total faith. And I believe that there's archaeological and spiritual evidence. But the evidence you said at read the start Josephus. was... Have you read the book of Josephus? Mm -hmm. He talked about Jesus Christ. So we have we have historical okay. evidence that Jesus is. So now we're kind of we're kind of drifting into faith from faith to evidence, which Absolutely. is a little there interesting. There has to be some evidence too, and there has been archaeological proof in in the, uh, the crossing of the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. They found chariot wheels in the bottom of the ocean, the bottom of that. Sea. Let me ask let me ask you something. If somebody were to reveal to you that you know I don't know several people that studied the historicity of the Bible could illustrate that maybe what you've come to accept as evidence in Josephus was, I don't know, let's just say one was a forgery and one didn't have anything to do with just real Jesus. Now you're starting to get into For example. No. Ooh, ooh, would you hang on, hang on. Oh, oh, if Anthony was my student, I would say, wait a second, shoot that messenger. You just yeah. asked a hypothetical and just flat out laid out the evidence that you think is true with enough details they could look it up. Oh, no, no, no. That's far too much push. And you saw the reaction. He just, oh, shut down and walk away. It's like, uh, uh There was perfect backfire right there. Okay. That, that's if Anthony of 2014 was my student. <clears throat> Accept the information? Would you, uh, would you I would want to know where the uh, evidence came from? Okay. You listen to it. Uh, probably, probably not because I know where you're going wow. with this interview. You're going with this interview to try to disprove Christianity. And I will never, never disown my God. Because to disown my God before man, he would disown me before heaven. And I will not allow that to happen. Have a nice day. Bye, Paul. Nice meeting you. I hope you come to the truth. Okay. The real truth. Expression, expression of value, of, of uh, tribal value for a utilitarian reason. Definitely put at least a rock in his shoe. Yeah, and, and the rapport was also broken by the end mm -hmm. of the conversation. Yeah, indeed. So indeed. I think I might suggest a couple of things that Anthony might uh, have tried doing by the end of the conversation. So one thing mm -hmm. uh, that stayed unclear for me is whether this uh, interlocutor is a truth relativist. So there is such a thing mm -hmm. as relativism, and it yep. is a topic in itself. Uh, it means that some people just don't think that anything true exists. Uh, so mm -hmm. any people, uh, can, any person can have their own truth, and if different people have different truth, even contradictory, it doesn't matter because there is no such thing as an objective truth. So things like that uh, are called relativism. And if a person is a relativist, if you have a suspicion or something like this, then there is... Um, a nice set of questions written by Peter Bogosian in his first book, A Manual for Creating Atheists. There is a, I think, a whole chapter uh, concerning this topic, and I highly recommend reading uh, even only this chapter, if not the whole book, because it, it really highlights how, how relativism could be dealt with or, or even attempted to. But uh, it's important. it's important because if you don't do it, 
and if you don't recognize the relativism, then it might be just mm, nonsensical to talk about anything else. That's the reason. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's one that's one thing I could uh, suggest to Anthony to 2014. And another is uh, when when we heard that uh, the interlocutor said that people who believe in Krishna or Vishnu may also be correct, may also be right in their own way. I would try going for another uh, use of this same word faith, like say uh, if. If I have faith that there is a person standing right behind me right now, can can I be mistaken about it? Something like something simple like this, just to know whether or not uh, the interlocutor uh, thinks that faith is this uh, almighty thing. And if not, if you can possibly have faith and be mistaken uh, in mm -hmm. your conclusions, then we, he could have proceeded asking questions like, then how can we know whether it's true or not? Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to quickly uh, plug in my laptop. One second. Bye. Okay. Between those two that we're choosing, the shorter one, I really like for it being shorter. Uh, the one about zodiac signs. So I'm calling it. Cue that one up. Unless Rom disagrees, I'd like to go over zodiac signs horoscope. Oh, of course. sure, sure. I'm all for it. And if if it happens that I just disconnect, just don't worry. I'll reconnect from another okay. device right away. That'll be fine. So yes. Uh... All right. Let's go for it. Hello. I like that. How are you? <laughs> Would one of you two be interested in doing an interview before you do your run? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Who's interested? Oh, let me, can I tell you what, I, what it is about first? And yeah. then you can decide. <laughs> so, I have a timer here. I set it for five minutes. We select a belief that you've formed in your mind that you're really sure is true. Like, karma is real, or uh, I've seen a ghost. I check my horoscopes daily or weekly or whatever, and I think that it's in line with reality. Okay. It doesn't have to be about supernatural stuff. It could be about politics or what your views are on GMOs or stuff like that if you want. But what I found, though, is when it's a belief that really influences who you are, those can be the very profound ones. And I just ask questions. I want to like understand. Mm -hmm how you formed it, how did this belief get in there and why do you maintain it? What makes you think that it's actually true? I would go with the one that, that I try to ch check my horoscope daily or weekly. I love it. Uh, I've never done that talk before. Can I, is it okay if I record it? Yeah. Okay, are you cool with it too? Yeah. Okay. Do you share the same belief too? I like that consent no, ritual. I don't really believe in karma or horoscopes. Or I do believe in horoscopes. We can talk about horoscopes. Yeah, well that's, Okay. Okay, what is your first name? Monica. I'm Anthony. Monica. Monica. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just in case our understanding of what a horoscope is can vary, 
can you define what it is? I think I know what it is, but just so I make sure I understand, like you said you believe in horoscopes. What, what is a horoscope exactly? I believe it, like it depends. Well, obviously like when you're born, like about the date, it, it just aligns. I feel like it aligns with um, the, planets. the planets and the galaxy. So I, it, I guess it influences kind of like the way you are because whenever I read like my characteristics and like my strengths and weaknesses like it goes with my personality and I can and I even ask people or like I'll tell people to read about it and it really it most of the time it describes me okay in most most sense most of the time how often you check your heart Oh, yeah, he's already started asking questions. I, I was just going to suggest the audience and, mm -hmm. and ourselves to yep. think about uh, what questions we should ask in Anthony's place. Ah. I okay. think that's a nice example to do, right? I think for myself, I'm still in definitions. My next question would still be uh, uh, defining things because when asked for the definition, she gave a lot of reasons. She thinks it's connected to this. It, it, it wasn't so much a definition, but support for the idea. So I would still be uh, asking, so is the, is the sun sign, is this 12 thing the most important thing? Is there something else to it? Uh, uh, something, get, get, get some understanding of how detailed her model of astrology is. Yeah, that's one way to go. I'm, I'm, I tend to go for longer form stuff. And asking for lots of details is a positive rapport issue, even if I don't need the information, that I'm actually interested in hearing the details of it is important. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I would suggest uh, asking as well questions like, how do you use horoscope in your daily life? Or even better, I would, I would probably right away start asking, can you give me please a good example of what predictions do you think horoscope is giving you? Mm -hmm. uh, I think that would be important for me because when people are talking about astrology or some other vast topics, uh, different people can uh, can have absolutely uh, completely different uh, understanding of how it works and why it works mm -hmm. for them. So uh, asking about a good example. Same goes mm -hmm. for psychics as well, by the way. So can you give me a good example of how it works? What predictions does it give that? And then discuss this particular prediction if if it's a something of a consequence, something that could be tested, that would mm -hmm. be nice. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Let's go. All right, let's see what, what Anthony has asked. Horoscope. Yes. Uh, two or three times a week. Okay. Wow. So you do you you do believe that it's true? Yeah, I do. Okay. And then um, so you check it. Let's say two to three times a week, and then most of the time, what you read in the horoscope matches with your personality, or does it match yeah. with what what's happening to you? Um, not like a hundred percent, but you you can see that you can relate to it a little bit because it's very like vague it's just like a general idea mm. but according to what i'm going through i can like kind of like relate it like if i if i'm having a tough week uh because of what mm -hmm. she right there described the barnum statement that she yeah. even said oh it's very vague and it could, could be very generalized she described the the definition of this thing 
so she's recognizing right up front and being honest that there's that there's a um, something in the way that they are written that makes them hard to be disproven. Very difficult. Anyway, yes, I, I like that all, she just comes up with that right up front. Well, for all our listeners, I will just uh, like to make a note that the Barnum effect or the Forer effect is a very useful concept to know. And if you don't know it yet, you can go to either Wikipedia or even better, I suggest watching a YouTube video which is called uh, Dan Brown Barnum effect. Something like just just uh, type in YouTube Dan Brown. He's a magician and Barnum effect. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. a great mm-hmm. video of him showing how it's done. Yeah, indeed. Uh, if a person ends up giving a poor definition, the SEer can help steel man that definition. That's a good a good thing to add in. If they give wait, a wait, lousy no, definition and you repeat it back and it's even better, that's a better mirroring. I'm sorry, guys. Not Dan Brown. Darren Brown. Darren yeah. Brown. Yes. Darren. Darren yes, Brown. I think. I'm sorry. For uh, and Reed says Anthony showing effort at trying to repeat back their claim accurately also helps build rapport. Yes. It's evidence of goodwill, the intention to take the time to really say what you heard and hear it. That's that's good stuff. Okay, Absolutely. Reiterating. Very important tool. Whatever reasons. Sure. Like, it'll tell me, like, you're going to have a rough time. It, it won't tell me, like, why or, or how, but it'll tell you, like, okay, this week it might not be, like, yours. And usually I don't check it at the beginning of the week. Like, I'll do my whole week, and then I'll go back to, like, the days before. So I won't let that influence my week. Oh, very yeah. smart. Okay, that's interesting. Because then I, I feel like then I attract the negative vibes or the positive vibes or whatever. I, I'll just jinx it. So oh, okay. So I'll check it, but I'll check, like, days before. I don't check, like, the day of or the yeah. following days. Mm-hmm. So, so just, like, you set like, aside, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, horoscopes, mm-hmm. and then, like, around Thursday or Friday or the weekend. I check those, yeah. I don't you go check. back to Monday. Yeah. And then what, t- take me through it. Like, what do you do? Like, let's say it's Friday mm-hmm. and you're pulling up Monday's horoscope. What 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 are you thinking? What's happening? What's I'll read it. What's your process? I'll, like, I'll read it and I'll be like, well, can this, like, relate to what happened to me on Monday or this week? Or, like, it'll be a Sunday and I'll read the week that I had. Yep. I won't read the following week. Yep, yep. Flash gives the example. You probably drank some water today and felt tired or stressed at some point. Yes, that's how the Barnum effect works. Yeah. And uh, just, yeah. Just, far as just thinking about uh, what an epistemologist should do at that point, uh, it, it is actually a difficult situation because what interlocutor is saying right now is so vague that mm-hmm. you might not even have an idea how to approach it because yeah well okay you read it afterwards okay you you, you got something from it but what and can mm-hmm. how can we test it what's what's true here or not true yeah so, yeah that's i i love that why she's putting all these limits on it it's like when she's explaining it to somebody else to make it sound not daft she has to add in these things yes it's a barnaby kind of statement and I don't really do it on the day, sometimes ahead, sometimes behind, but I avoid it on the day because I don't want the bad juju of actually knowing it, actually testing it. Actually testing it would be scary. Dreadful. It could lead to Dreadful. bad things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's so I won't let that influence me or I won't be like just 
agreeing mm-hmm. to it because mm-hmm. I think it's true. So like I kind of like I let it happen and I go back. Okay. And I I kind of like check the the similarities that I had. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And when it comes to like character in general, like my sign Scorpio, it definitely describes me. Mm. And I've asked people about it, and it is my personality traits. Can I get a sense of how sure you are that horoscopes are are accurately portraying that they are an accurate representation of your week? Zero to one hundred. Um, probably like fifty to seventy percent. Like not not completely, but it'll be like between fifty and seventy percent. Mm-hmm. I think she's answering how much of the time it's accurate, not her yes. confidence that it's accurate some of the time. Often yes. people misunderstand the question that we're asking and it's still illuminating so it's okay and you might have to ask again or you might just let it be and understand that what they were replying was something like it's accurate this much of the time yes but on the other hand it's so important uh to attach this confidence scale to something that you want to attach it to because otherwise you might just waste this question and uh, it should not give you any consequential benefits to this dialogue so it, it's it's for, for, rule of thumb is to ask things like what is your confidence level in the the fact that and you reiterate the the belief itself like what's your confidence that god exists or What's your confidence level in the belief that horoscopes accurately predict the future or something like this? So that mm-hmm. is helpful. So don't just ask what what um, what confidence do you have in that? Reiterate mm-hmm. the word that. Uh, well, I mean, instead of it, the belief. All right. Yeah, as Reed says, 60% of the time it works 100%. Yes. <laughs> Mm. Go ahead. Are you like at that range right now with regards to that working? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I can say that. Yeah. Okay. About 50%. I guess I'm wondering when it's a weekend and you're now pulling up the previous week's mm-hmm. horoscopes, how have you determined that your brain isn't looking for patterns? and then telling yourself that, ah, this horoscope is accurate. And it really is the horoscope. That's always the possibility, and I've always had a doubt that that might be it. But I feel like, same thing with, like, um, religion. I feel like we just need to believe that there is something, or I like to believe that there is a relationship. Mm -hmm. It might not be completely true, but I like to believe in it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Generally speaking, we got like less than a minute. Generally speaking, is it a good idea for people to believe that things are true solely because they like to believe that it's true? Up to a certain point, you can get obsessed with it. Like when it becomes an obsession, then that's a problem, but it's good to have like a belief. Mm. That's what I feel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's my belief. But not uh reed asks uh about his hypothetical that she just answered is that sending a message presenting hypothetical alternate explanations and my answer is yes 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 Yes. Yes, he yes he did he did uh, did. send a message 
And the shoot the messenger is not 100% of the time. Uh, we, what we're trying to do is avoid backfire effect, and we're trying to avoid drop bottoming out the rapport. Uh, within that, we can break the rules a little bit. Uh, it's not a hard and fast rule to never have any messengers at all. In that case, that was definitely a messenger, but I'll allow it. Yes, sure. And I guess let's just explain a little bit more elaborately for our listeners uh, how Anthony could have rephrased it. So yes. what we're talking about, as I understand it, is the question he has asked, uh, starting with how can you know that it's not the patterns uh, you're seeking there or so something about the patterns that were hidden there or that she was seeing. She didn't say anything about the patterns, so it looked like he uh, has hidden this message uh, in this question. So another way of phrasing it, he could have just asked, uh, do you think there is a possibility that those horoscopes might give incorrect predictions or incorrect descriptions? And if she said yes, which she probably would, then he might have proceeded asking, uh, how can we know whether it was correct or not? And uh, depending on the next question would be depending on how, how often and how do we know whether it's correct or not? How reliable would it be to, to read it, to, to live up to it? Mm -hmm. yeah. Something like yeah. this. That's one way to do it. Yeah, that, that, that's probably less messagey, less messengery. Thank you. Let's proceed. I think we have a minute and a half left in the Take video. Take it to the top, you know. Yeah, because I'm thinking, like, if you if we had to go to a doctor or something, let's say that you had to go to a doctor, would you go to a doctor who actually studied medicine and trained or just liked to believe that she was a good doctor? No, I relate on facts and science. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is there any way that we can test this belief? Have you ever thought about on Sunday, pulling up a completely different, are they called star signs? What are those categories called? I don't even know. Your, your zodiac sign? Yeah, what if you pulled up a completely different zodiac sign on, on the weekend, mm -hmm. and then you started going through the same process and saying, I'm gonna just see what happened for this completely different zodiac sign. And you actually started finding patterns and being like, well, that's a really good description of what happened to me this week. That could be it. Because, like, when you read it, it's very, like, general, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it kind of tries to relate to, like, every person or, like, the what they go through on a daily basis. Mm. But, I mean, I could try this and next time and see if I can find something similar to it. That would be interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very, very much. That was cool. <laughs> that was great. I love the topic, and I've got a card. And uh, if you want to chat again i'll give you a card too even though we didn't talk it's thank got my you. email on it thank you i really thank you for your much for your time thank you okay bye-bye well i'd say given the time constraints uh, it, it was a nice dialogue i i particularly liked those last questions about the example with the doctors a simple example like this again he's uh offering an interlocutor to use the same method in a different circumstance and see if mm -hmm. it works there and if yep. not what's the difference yeah yep. th those kind of questions are nice good outsider test there yeah indeed also uh, yeah yeah i think if, if it was not for the time constraints 
I should probably uh, try jumping to a to to the thing she she mentioned about the characters corresponding to the zodiac signs because this is actually testable it, and I oh. guess it has been tested but it is testable because if you take different people you, we know their birthdays yes. we know uh, yes. their signs but then we can just take a random group of group of people and another random group of people and uh, mm -hmm. from one group we know what their zodiac sign is for another group we don't know so basically it's a uh, it should be designed. The, the, the experiment should be designed scientifically very well, of course. So, yeah. but it is testable very much. So, so we, we can just know whether or not even a, even professional astrologists astrologers can distinguish between different zodiac signs if they do not already know them. And the answer is most probably no. <laughs> they cannot. Agreed. Agreed. I've seen I've seen studies that fell on both sides. Uh, where they showed it was essentially no better than random. And in some cases, they found that they were something like 4 out of 12. But in every case that that it scored that well, uh, they were using cues directly, where the astrologer was looking at the people's eyes when they were trying things out. And so there was some cold reading going on. So like that. Yes. How could a person test how well the horoscopes work? Yes. Yes, uh, I think I saw Richard Dawkins' uh, uh, video that addressed that quite directly. I think it was something BBC, but whatever. Okay, yes, uh, we are at an hour and 13 minutes. Thank you, Ram, for reviewing these videos with me. Uh, let's do this again whenever you want to. Thank and you, Dali, for inviting me. Happy to be here every time. Thank you. Thank you much. Uh, and thank you, everybody else in the room who contributed. And all of you out there who are listening and watching, I couldn't do this without you. I wouldn't do this without you. Here are five of my favorite SE channels. Uh, there's a, the list is up to 12 now on the main site. Uh, I, I do have a, a few new ones like the I Hear You channel uh, that are, are newly on that list. If you are really into this idea about street epistemology, this method of conversation that allows us to have impossibly impossible conversations, how can possible conversation? That's a ridiculous idea, of course. But those kind of resources are here on streetepistemology.com, collected, provided by the community, and collected here in a nice wiki and all sorts of other things there. Way. Thank you for joining us for this discussion about SE. If you'd like to be a guest on my show on any topic that is SE or about SE, I have eight different categories. I can probably fit you in somewhere. I look forward to hearing from you. Bye-bye. The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International. You can donate or learn more about this nonprofit organization at streetepistemologyinternational.org. The views, guests, and topics expressed here or not expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the organization. 